welcome back to the Your Mind Matters podcast, a show where I chat all things mental health, everyday wellness, fitness, and share my journey to help you along yours. I am your host, Natalie. Thank you so much for being here. I am in a fantastic mood. It's Monday morning as I'm recording this. I am incredibly sore. I took my first Pilates Legree class yesterday, which if you're unfamiliar, that is where you use those big machines that have the sliding piece in the middle. I think they're called reformers. Oh my God, it was so hard, but I loved it. It was a very unique workout. I've never felt my muscles shake like that before. And I already booked my next class for Wednesday. Hopefully I'm not sore by then because it was so challenging. And if I'm even the slightest bit sore, there is no way I'm going to be able to do this class. It was so challenging. I can't overstate it enough. If you haven't tried it and you're looking for a new way to kind of switch up your routine, look and see if there are any studios near you because it was amazing and it was really low impact on my joints. Like normally when I lift, especially on leg days, I leave and my knees ache a little bit. I just have bad knees in general. Trying to strengthen them and make it so it's not so much of an issue as a 23-year-old person, I shouldn't have such bad knees, but that's where we stand and I have to say that this workout was really nice for my joints I didn't feel achy I didn't feel like sore or like I kind of you know it feels like the tin man in the wizard of oz where he has to like oil up his joints to move that's how my knees feel when I've had like a really tough high impact workout it was pretty high intensity but it was a more of a low impact type of exercise so I really liked it um and I just wanted to throw that out there because the only thing that's in my mind right now is how sore I am. I mean, my core is sore, my glutes are sore, my hamstrings are sore, my lats are sore, everything is sore, and it, like, extremely sore. So, I just wanted to throw that in there before we jumped into today's topic, which is spending time alone, um, but this is your public service announcement. If you've never tried Pilates or Legree class, 10 out of 10 would recommend you will be humbled through and through. The lady that taught the class told me afterwards, she's like, people who come here say it never gets easier. You just learn the names of the movement. And I was like, oh, great. This is just going to be a challenge time and time again, but I'm up for it. I really enjoyed it. And I highly recommend that even if you don't have a Pilates or a Legree studio near you, try some form of different movement this week. Switch it up. Have fun with yourself. Let yourself loose a little bit and explore something that has always intrigued you or something if you see like a new fitness studio opened up near you or you've seen a certain type of workout online or heard about a different studio that you want to try i encourage you this week to do so get out of your comfort zone a little bit a lot of this episode we're going to be talking about getting out of our comfort zones and spending time alone and going to a workout class is a great way to spend time alone you can also do it with a friend if you need that little push and being in new environments kind of scares you a little bit but this is your sign to try some form of new exercise this week, whether it's Pilates or yoga, maybe a circuit training class or a spin class or check out a new gym, get a day pass, switch it up. Just do something different this week. This is your sign. Today, we are going to be talking about alone time, how to learn how to like being alone. If you've never spent a lot of time alone, what that kind of looks like, how can you fill your time? And yeah, just how to make your alone time more meaningful and really a time for you to connect with yourself, not just a time for you to be sad and dwell on the fact that you are by yourself, but rather making it 
mindful quality time with yourself something I've struggled with a lot over the years I've had a lot of practice with I've had a lot of ups and downs with and I finally am in a place where I truly enjoy my alone time and I just have more insight on it than I used to because I've spent so much time alone I lived alone which I'll talk about and I've talked about in previous episodes but we'll kind of dive into that in this episode um, and give you some ideas of how to spend time alone if it's not something you do and you want to start doing it or if it's something that scares you and you just want to get a little bit more insight on what the hell are you supposed to do when you hang out by yourself like do you just sit there on your phone do you stare at the wall um, I just want to talk about all of those things so I'm going to try not to ramble too much even though I say that in every single episode it never seems to be true I end up rambling anyways but I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this today. It's a question that I get a lot and I think it can be really helpful to a lot of people. Even if you do spend a lot of time alone, maybe this will give you some ideas um, as to new things that you can do with yourself. So starting off, I just want to talk about kind of my experience with alone time and how my relationship has changed with it over the years. So in high school, obviously, I wasn't really spending a whole lot of time alone. I would go to school from 8 a.m. to 3, 3.30, whatever time it was. I'd spend most of that time with my friends, with my classmates, with my teachers. I was always around people. And then I would come home and my sister would be home or one of my parents would be home. And then I would go to volleyball practice and be with a team of people. So alone time was kind of foreign to me as a kid growing up through high school. It just wasn't something I spent a lot of time doing. Now, I know that's not everyone's situation. I'm just speaking on my own. I was not an only child. My parents, one of my parents was always home. And I just didn't spend a lot of time alone as a kid. So when I went away to college, I was four and a half hours away from home. And I was around a bunch of new people. And I would say I had a pretty solid friend group where I always had friends in high school. I didn't always have the same friend group. But I had friends in high school that I considered my close friends and moving away from all of them and going to a school where I didn't really know anyone was a huge wake up call for me. Um, It was really challenging. I didn't like it. I was super uncomfortable. And it was the first time in my life that I can really reflect and say that I was so uncomfortable that I didn't know what to do with myself. In the past, whenever I would have conflict in high school, whether it was with someone else or with myself or my family or whatever it may be, there always seemed to be a solution. There always seemed to be a way for me to move forward and overcome it and, you know, kind of push past. And when I got to college, sure, I was social. I made some friends. I went out. I did what I was, what I thought I was supposed to do, but I was so uncomfortable in my own skin. I was uncomfortable around other people. I was uncomfortable alone. I just felt like I was in the wrong place. Like I did not know what to do with myself. And I've talked about this before in my first episode. I've talked about it plenty of times on my other social media, but I literally just thought I was crazy. I had no idea that I was experiencing anxiety and depression. And I know that sounds really stupid, but nobody really talked to me about it in my life before. Like my parents didn't talk to me about it. We didn't talk about it at school. I knew that I had friends who like, had quote-unquote mental illness and would see a therapist or a doctor for medication but nobody really ever told me like hey this is what anxiety feels like or this is what it feels like to be depressed or whatever I never really understood what that meant and so when it started happening to me I kind of started freaking out I didn't know what was going on I thought that there was something wrong with me 
And it's kind of funny, like, when I reflect on it now, I kind of laugh, and I'm like, how did you not know that you were, like, having mental illness or, like, having mental health issues? Because to me, it's so obvious now, but that's a big part of why I talk about the things I do. It's a big reason that I started this podcast, and I talk a lot about Your Mind Matters because nobody talked to me about it. So if I can be that person for one other person on this planet to kind of open their eyes to mental health issues, how to take care of your mind and your body and your mental health and your physical, all of the things, that's my goal with this. Like, I just want to help educate other people that what they are experiencing is it's okay. Like, it's okay to not be okay. And there are things that you can do. There's help that you can seek out. And that is kind of the basis of this whole podcast of this whole Your Mind Matters brand initiative, whatever you want to call it. That is, that's my purpose here. That's what I'm trying to get across. And it stems from my own experience of not knowing what the hell was going on in my own brain and in my own body. It was very scary. I didn't really trust myself. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to turn to. And it was just a very confusing time for me. So, uh, like I said, first semester of college, I did the things that I thought I was supposed to do. I was social with my roommate, with my hallmates. I would go out, I would drink, and I hated it. I didn't feel like myself. I felt so removed from the happiness and joy and creativity and social person that I was um, as a child and through high school. I'd never really struggled with any of the things that I found myself struggling with my first year of college. And it was just really hard, a very confusing time for me. And into my second semester of college where I went to school my first year, Miami University of Ohio, not Florida, um, that is when you rush, you rush your sorority. So uh, that's what everyone did. Miami is a school full of Greek life. It's pretty much everywhere you look. And it felt like at that point, let me rewind. At that point, I told my parents that I wanted to transfer I believe that I went and toured OSU at that point as well and my parents basically said look you have to finish your freshman year out we're not going to pull you out of school right now it's already paid for you got to stick it out you can do it you can come home as much as you want we will do everything we can to make you feel more comfortable and make this a more bearable experience for you but I kind of made the deal with myself that I was going to try to rush because everyone that I knew that was already in a sorority like older girls loved it they raved about it it was everything that's where they met their best friends and I don't want this to sound like I'm shitting on sororities pretty sure I've talked about this in another episode as well answering questions I'm not saying this like in a hateful way to Greek life or anything there are definitely some downsides to it there's definitely some upsides to it and what I will say is it is not for everyone and so I kind of made this deal with myself if you will that I was going to try out Greek life give it a try and if I liked it I would stay and if I didn't like it I would leave so I ended up rushing a sorority and I stayed in said sorority up until what is it called induction or Basically where you are, yeah, like inducted into the sorority. I know there's a word for it and I'm not sure it's induction. And it's really, it's like on the tip of my tongue, but I can't come up with it and it's not that important. But I basically stayed in my sorority up until that point. And once you are inducted into your sorority, I don't think that you can, like you can drop your sorority, but you can't rush another sorority, even at another school. Um, and 
so I knew I was leaving Miami, so I wanted to drop my sorority, so maybe I could try again at a different school, and I ended up transferring to Ohio State. This is way down the line. Um, I did rush another, I did rush again at Ohio State, and I dropped out about halfway through, because I was like, fuck this, this is so stupid, I don't want to do this, I'm trying to fit myself into boxes that I don't fit in, and I'd rather do something else, and that's actually the day that I dropped my sorority, I was kind of beside myself, and my dad called me and told me that he was looking at the Ohio State website and found that I could do my personal trainer certification and he offered to pay for it and I was like hell yeah that sounds great and that's kind of how I kind of pivoted and did something different with my life and it was just much more aligned with who I was at the time and who I wanted to become and I'm so grateful for that experience it was really hard at the time but I'm really getting on a tangent we need to get back to this alone time so long 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 story short I felt really alone my freshman year of college and I didn't really know what to do about it. I didn't know how to handle those feelings or how to cope with being alone. And after I dropped my sorority um, my freshman year, I was truly alone physically and mentally because all of the friends that I had made had rushed sororities. My roommate, who I'm still pretty close with and was truly my saving grace my freshman year, she was in a sorority having the time of her life and I'm so happy for her. I had no resentment towards other people for enjoying it. I just knew that it wasn't for me. I ended up transferring schools after my freshman year of college in hopes that my life would turn around. I would be in the right place. I would make all the friends. I would join the sorority. I would have purpose. I would have social plans. I would enjoy going out. I just thought that transferring schools would solve all my problems and newsflash, it did not. The mental health uh, symptoms only got worse. I did become a little bit more social, but I still had a lot of anxiety and insecurity around the fact that like everyone around me seemed to have their best friends and I felt really isolated and alone and I never really met anyone that I clicked with that much or if I did meet somebody that I really liked and thought there was a potential for like a close friendship, it seemed like they already had their close friends and weren't looking for anymore and I was just an acquaintance. And that was really tough for me. It was hard for me to accept that like, hey, you're not the star of the show here and this isn't going to be as easy as it was growing up or in high school. That was just like a lot for me to grapple with on top of spending a lot of time alone and not really knowing how to connect with myself. So the mental health issues just continued to pile up until my second, maybe it was my third panic attack. Um, my roommates, God bless them, were like, hey Nat, we think that, like, we're here for you, we want to support you, but we think that you could really benefit from seeing someone. And that was really one of the first times in my life that I ever felt validated in my own mental struggles that like, yeah, you know what, I do need to see someone and there is something going on and I do deserve to get help and there is, there's something that I can do about this. It's not going to be cured, but there's things that I can do to manage this and I'm forever grateful for those two because they really helped push me in the right direction and I don't think I would have done it myself. I think I would have kept suffering and I think that I could have spiraled much deeper and darker than I did. So started seeing a therapist and that's when I was diagnosed with separation anxiety from my parents, from home, from my boyfriend who I was long distance with. He still is my boyfriend. I don't know why I'm referring to him in the past tense, but I was just having a really hard time with all of those things. So that's kind of my backstory of like how being alone kind of wrecked me and it was really hard for me and 
turned into me seeing a therapist, turned into me getting really passionate about sharing my experience with other women because I know that I'm not the only one that felt this way in college and even in like after college into my mid-20s, I still feel this way. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I'm in my early 20s. I'm 23. I'm not in my mid-20s yet. Not that it really matters, but I don't want to make myself seem older than I am and seem wiser than I am because I'm only 23 and that doesn't mean that I don't have anything to say and that I haven't learned anything worth sharing, but I just want to, just wanted to add that in there. Anyways, I, <clears throat> I really wanted to fix myself in therapy. That was my goal when I walked through those doors. I wanted to stop feeling those bad feelings. I wanted to stop feeling anxious when I was alone and depressed about who I was and who I was becoming and how my life was playing out in college. That Those years that are supposed to be quote unquote the best years of your life were turning out to be the worst time of my life. And I just felt like I was doing something wrong and that there was something that I could do to fix all of those things I was feeling. And another news flash for you, if you didn't already know, you can't fix anxiety you can't fix depression and yeah there are things that you can do to manage your symptoms and make you feel better and to you know move yourself in the right direction towards feeling better but you can't fix them they don't go away forever you just get better at managing them and that was the biggest thing that I learned in therapy when I first started going that there's no way that I'm ever going to erase these feelings forever but you can manage them, you can find a healthier way to relate to them, and that is kind of what set me on my journey to learning to love to be alone, and there have been ups and downs in that journey as well. I spent a lot of time alone in college, especially on the weekends and at night when my roommates and my friends were going out because I just didn't like it, and being alone can be tough, but it really can affirm what you believe to yourself and there's just there's a lot of validation there once you learn what you like to do and how you want to spend your time and if that is being alone like for me in college I did not like going out and drinking it wasn't something that I like to do so when my friends would go out instead of compromising my values and what I like to do I would stay home hang out by myself I mean there were times that I went out don't get me wrong but I had friends who would go out two, three, four times a week, and one, I just can't hang, that's not for me, two, I don't like drinking that much, and three, I would rather spend my time alone or with some other friends who weren't going out that night, but most of the time, I was alone, and at first, yeah, it was uncomfortable, and I would just watch Netflix until like two in the morning, go to bed, and get up for class the next morning, and I repeated that cycle for a very long time until I realized, what the hell am I doing with myself? This is not fulfilling I don't feel good I feel better than I did if or like I feel better than I would if I had gone out but I don't feel good I don't feel like this time is really serving me I don't feel like it's something where I feel yeah like fulfilled afterwards so I started doing little things so I really like to clean and I know that sounds weird but I would spend some time listening to a podcast or some of my favorite music when I was home alone dance around the apartment, clean up. I like having a clean space. It's very important to me. I work well that way. My headspace is more clear that way. So that was one way I kind of started spending time with myself when I was alone, doing something that I like. I like cleaning, so why don't we do it while we're alone? Another thing that I like to do is exercise. So I would go to the gym by myself. I would go for a walk by myself. I would go take a yoga class by myself. And that was easier once I had a car in college, but 
Um, those were just some of the things that I like to do. I would go grocery shopping by myself instead of carpooling with my roommates or like waiting until they were ready to go. I would take myself, I would go to the library by myself. Just doing little things that you already do by yourself is great. For example, I would go like make all of my plans with my roommates freshman, sophomore, and even into my junior year of college, I would try to make plans with anyone and everyone so I never had to be alone. And once I learned that like, hey, you can go to the library and study by yourself, or you can go to the gym by yourself, or you can go to the grocery store by yourself, I just started doing it in little baby steps. And it was definitely uncomfortable at first because I was always used to having another person around, but it was really kind of like freeing because I was like, geez, I can do this exactly how I want and I don't have to compromise what I want to do or how I want to do it or when I want to do it to match up with another person's wants and needs. Like I can literally do whatever the F I want whenever I want and however I want for however long as I want. Like that's such a beautiful thing. And I think that right there is the first huge mindset shift I had towards being alone. You can literally do whatever you want, however you want to do it. And I think that that is beautiful. There is so much freedom in that. And yeah, it might be a little uncomfortable at first, but the trade-off is like, you don't have to compromise with another person. And so I kind of went from one extreme to the other of like being always around other people to wanting to be alone a lot and wanting to do a lot of new, cool, different things that I always felt either embarrassed or too shy to ask my friends to do or could never find anyone to do it with, like taking different exercise classes and going to different restaurants all the way up to my senior year of college for spring break all my friends were going to Vegas and Fort Lauderdale and doing all of these you know like college spring break things and I was like you know what I want to go on a trip by myself at this point I had signed with Gymshark I had taken a couple flights by myself but I had always like met someone on the other end of the flight um or like when I arrived at my hotel whatever it may be I was really enjoying the aspect of traveling from going to the airport to flying to exploring a new city and I decided I want to go on a trip by myself so I went to Sedona Arizona for my first solo trip it was such a beautiful experience it was also really um it was a very challenging experience one because I was traveling completely by myself in a place I'd never been before but also because it was my senior year spring break which means it lined up perfectly with coronavirus emerging in the United States. Halfway through my trip, I got news that, okay, school's gonna be canceled for another two weeks. We're gonna have to quarantine. And then at the end of my trip, I got hit with, hey, you're not going back to school. You're graduating virtually. You're basically locked inside your house as soon as you get home. And that was really, really hard. I'm like literally getting emotional thinking about it because I just wish I could go back in time and hug myself because I felt so alone. It was it, it was a really hard thing for me to grapple with when I was by myself across the country, away from my friends, away from my roommates, unsure of when I would see them again, unsure of what I was going to do after graduation. There wasn't a whole lot of closure there and that is a story for another day, but that was kind of an extreme that I went to and when you're alone there can be some really high highs and there can be some really 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 low lows and that was one of them and that was a lesson that I learned on that trip that like being alone can be a beautiful thing where you don't have to compromise and you can do things the way that you want but sometimes you're going to get thrown a curveball and it's really hard to kind of console yourself and regulate your emotions and your nervous system when you're alone and you don't have anyone to lean on and it feels like your support system is 
thousands of miles away. It doesn't even feel like it. They are thousands of miles away. So that was a difficult and challenging moment for me alone, but it did teach me that with the high highs of being alone, there are some very low lows that come with it. And that's okay. It's important for us to experience those things and learn how to deal with them because no one is immune to having a bad time, having an experience that brings you low. And there's just, there is a lot of value in learning how to best console yourself and not have to rely on another person to do it for you. So challenging experience, but in hindsight taught me a lot and helped me grow in ways that I really needed to. But that's kind of my own personal experience with alone time through college and then after college I moved in by myself and truthfully I fucking hated it. It was really hard for me and I was also just going through a lot of other things personally, some health issues. Um, I was obviously experiencing the pandemic and coronavirus um, restrictions just like everyone else and it was really hard. And then I took my second solo trip in which I slept in my car for two weeks. I drove all over the East Coast, or I guess Northeast Coast, from Ohio. It was such a beautiful experience. It brought me a lot of joy and a lot of exploration towards myself, towards places I've never been in the country. I learned a lot about myself and it was a really beautiful time. And I can't, like reflecting on the experience, I'm sure there were minor lows that I had, but there weren't a whole lot of low lows on that trip. And it was just, it was a really beautiful experience to connect with myself. It's something I will cherish for the rest of my life. And I'm super glad that I pushed myself to do it. A lot of people told me I was crazy or I was being unsafe or stupid and I didn't plan it out enough or it was just kind of a dumb idea. But I really listened to myself and I knew it was it was right for me and I'm really glad that I did it. I would highly recommend, I mean, maybe not sleeping in your car if you don't have the means to do so, but I'm glad that I did because it saved me a lot of money and it was easy to keep all my stuff in one space. Um, but such a beautiful experience and then I went home and continued living by myself and it really just got worse and worse and worse and worse. I would wake up in the morning feeling so unmotivated to do anything. I didn't want to wash my face, I didn't want to brush my teeth, I didn't want to make myself breakfast. I didn't want to clean up after myself. I didn't want to make myself an environment and create a space for me to feel comfortable myself in. I just kind of sat around and moped a lot. And then when it was time for the moping to be done, I would leave. I would go to my parents' house. I would go to Tristan's house. I would just kind of escape being alone. I didn't want to be with myself and it was really hard and it was not a time in my life that I reflect fondly on. There were definitely lessons learned and there were some moments where I was happy and enjoyed my space, but it was a very big challenge for me and I don't know if I would live alone again. I really don't. I Now that I live with Tristan, he's gone from like 8 a.m. from until like 3, anywhere until 7 o'clock depending on his baseball schedule and I love it. I love being alone. I have the whole day to myself to do what I want. I don't have to line up with anyone else's schedule or anything like that, but I have someone that comes home at the end of the night that I can share my day and like experience with and have shared moments with him, and that's just been great. So I'm finding the balance, and the thing that I've learned about myself is I don't like being alone permanently, but I love long stretches of alone time regularly. So it's taken me a lot of 
trial and error to get to this point. I thought I would love living alone. I remember before I lived alone, I was talking on my Instagram stories a lot about like the value of being alone and how excited I am and how transformational this alone living experience is going to be. And I just kind of look back and laugh at myself because I was naive and a little bit too hopeful that everything would be smooth sailing and I would just love being in only my own company all the time. Um, so take note of that. If you try something and it doesn't work, learn from it and it doesn't have to be like a failure and you can never be alone by yourself again. Like if you try to take yourself out on a date or you try to do a solo trip or you try just to hang out by yourself at home and you fail miserably or you feel like you fail miserably, it's okay. It's not the end of the world and there's a lesson to be learned even if you can't see it right now when you reflect on it like I just did like some of these things that I'm saying right now I've never really thought to myself but I'm saying them out loud and I'm like okay those low lows that I experienced on my solo trip really taught me something and I'm able to see that now but in the moment I just thought wow this was a horrible idea of me I feel so shitty about myself I have nowhere to turn why did I do this on and on and on and if that's how you feel now when you spend time alone, it's okay. Keep trying. Try something different. Don't keep doing the same thing that makes you feel miserable. Try something different. And you might be surprised that you'll feel better. You'll feel more yourself. And you'll have learned something from those experiences that were less than ideal for you and what you had hoped your alone time would be. And this, is, this goes for everything, not just alone time. But I think that there is more value in those hard lessons than there are in those like happy sunshine joy filled moments that we all have uh, just something to think about but back to alone time that's kind of my own personal journey I know that was quite the ramble we're 30 minutes into this episode but I do want to talk about some of the things that you can do um, if you're looking to start your journey with alone time or if you have already started and you're finding yourself struggling or if you've been spending a lot of time alone and you just want to have some new ideas or get a refresh on your perspective of being alone because it is so valuable and something that I really learned in college that I will carry with me the rest of my life is at the very bare minimum alone time is so important because it allows you to figure out what you think and what you believe and what is important to you my freshman year of college I spent a lot of time just trying to surround myself with other people because I didn't want to be alone with myself and in that process I feel like I became someone who was not aligned with like who I feel I am as a person, but rather I was becoming pieces and parts of everyone around me. And I wasn't giving myself any space to be an individual. I wasn't giving myself the chance to, you know, kind of decide what I believe and what's important to me, how I want to spend my time, who I want to be as a person. And when you don't let yourself be alone, you become very, 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 very impressionable to every other person around you. You're like a sponge. You absorb what other people are giving out, whether it's their energy or their opinion, their viewpoint on something, their ideas, their experience, you absorb that and you're unable to kind of separate your own experience, thoughts and perspective from someone else. And that was something that I really noticed when I was forced to be alone freshman and sophomore year that like I didn't really know what I thought 
about myself or what I thought about the world or where I wanted to go in life or any of those things like I had a really hard time having an original thought you know and that was kind of a scary experience or a scary moment for me because I consider myself a pretty strongly opinionated person I will speak my piece I will say what I believe or stand up for myself you know but I felt myself slipping away from that and I didn't like it and that was a big thing that I noticed so take a moment uh, right now you can pause the episode or afterwards and reflect on all of the things that you have kind of absorbed from other people that don't feel aligned with who you are as a person or who you want to become as a person and keep that kind of in the back of your mind when you are spending time with other people that's not to say that like every single person you're around is evil but you don't have to believe and like agree with what everyone else says or like a big thing is my parents most of our views are similar but there are a lot of things that we disagree on and if you don't let yourself be an individual aside from your family aside from your friends from your co-workers from whoever if you don't let yourself have a moment alone and be an individual and have an individual original thought you are not going to feel very fulfilled in the long run. It's going to be very hard for you to make decisions. It's going to be hard for you to show up in a new space when you meet new people and be yourself. You're going to walk away from the situation and be like, oh God, that really sucked. I don't feel like I really was representative of who I feel I am as a person or who I can be. And being alone really helps you get centered with yourself and what's important to you, what you want to spend your life working towards or you know like what lights you up what's your passion what do you think about I don't want to get political on this podcast but like what are your political views what do you like to do what do you like to spend your time doing how do you want to spend your free time what do you want to talk about what social movements are important to you um there are endless things that I could say I'm trying to look around my office right now and come up with something else that falls under that category of like what do you want or what do you like but I think that's the basis of it what do you want what do you like what is important to you how can you figure that out if you never spent any time alone all of those things like if you don't spend time alone and you're trying to answer those questions right now odds are your answers are you picked that up somewhere else from someone else And it's hard to not be influenced by the world around us, don't get me wrong, but spending time alone helps you decide for yourself what's important to you and what you want. And I think that that's another huge lesson that I learned in being alone and spending a lot of time by myself is like what's important to me. So I really highly encourage you to kind of reflect on that, maybe journal about it afterwards and just see where you stand with that and keep it in the back of your mind when you're around other people, are these people who are kind of lifting you up and supporting those values and what's important to you or do they not align at all and maybe you need to reconsider the time you're spending with them or like what activities you guys are doing together because alone time is a great way to kind of reflect on those relationships that you have in your life and what they're doing for you if they're serving you if they're pulling you away from yourself or sending you into habits and you know things that you're participating in that don't really align with who you want to be so it's a great time to reflect on all of those things and I think that alone is why we should all spend a pretty significant time alone and on a lighter note not all of your alone time has to be like super reflective and very present and like 
you know, you're nitpicking over your whole life, you can just do some of the things that you like to do when you're by yourself. So like, if you like to try new coffee shops and maybe you're feeling like your friends, like when you invite them, it almost feels like you're dragging them along, like they're just doing it to please you, go by yourself, enjoy the experience for yourself. You don't have to be with someone else. There doesn't have to be another person there validating you in order for you to have a good time. You can go to a coffee shop, you can take yourself out to lunch or breakfast or dinner, whatever you wanna do. Stop and get a smoothie and sit at the park and watch people walk by. I freaking love people watching. Like that is one of my favorite pastimes. So if there's, now that it's getting a little bit warmer out for pretty much everyone, grab a coffee, grab a smoothie, grab a sandwich, whatever, make yourself lunch, go buy it, I don't really care, and go find a place that you can just sit and people watch and hang out. Don't put your phone, like don't have your phone in your face. You don't have to lock it in your car or put it away, but try to stay off your screens and just be present and mindful and question what's going on around you. I love people watching, great way to spend some alone time. And it feels like you're not completely alone because like obviously you're around other people, you're just by yourself. So that's one of my favorite things to do. If you like to cook, you can pick one night a week where you're gonna cook dinner before your roommates get home or before your partner gets home or your parents or whatever. Cooking is a great option. If you like to read, that is a fantastic way to spend your alone time because you don't, like if you're having a hard time being alone or it's something new to you, finding something active that you can do while you're alone is great because it kind of takes your attention away from the fact that you're alone, if that makes sense. So reading, going to the gym, taking a workout class, like I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, taking a workout class by yourself can be really fun because you're not completely alone most of the time. There are other people in the class. You might even meet someone, who knows? It's a great option if you are unsure as to like where to start on this journey of wanting to spend more time alone. Really, really recommend that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else you can do if you want to be alone. Just take a walk. If you need to get out of the house, if you live with your parents or you have a couple roommates or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whatever, get out of the house and take a walk. Just go for a walk around your block and try to do it without listening to anything. No music, no podcast. Just walk. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel the air on your face. Listen to the birds chirping. All the things. Like Just try to be present with yourself when you're alone be mindful of your thoughts you don't have to you know like grab onto one of them and fixate on it but just be mindful about what you're thinking about what comes up for you and how you feel and another thing that I would like to say is start slow and start small you don't need to go from zero to 100 if you never spend any time alone you don't need to be like okay um I need to move out I need to live by myself I need to spend every waking moment alone no you don't Just find some time in your day or in your week to be alone with your thoughts. Another thing that I love to do when I'm alone is journal because, I I mean, honestly, I don't really journal when other people are around, but because it's just like, you know, it's too distracting. But journaling when you're alone, I find that when I'm like actually physically home alone and like Tristan's not in the other room, but it's just me in our apartment by myself, I'm a little bit more honest with myself on paper because I feel, you know, I just feel a little bit more vulnerable. I'm not opening up to anyone else and nobody else is kind of around to absorb that energy. It's just mine for me to sit in. And so I think that would be another great idea. 
but those are just a handful of things if there's something else that comes to mind that you just really like to do maybe it's travel maybe you want to travel alone maybe you've spent quite a bit of time alone and you're like okay I'm ready to take that next step I love traveling alone obviously do your research make sure everything is safe have things in place to help you out um, if you ever find yourself in an unsafe situation god forbid but you know be mindful about those things don't just like on a whim be like hey I'm gonna travel across the world to a country where I don't speak the language and they don't really speak English and I'm just gonna be by myself that sounds a little unsafe maybe start small you could do a little road trip close to home or if there's some place that you've really been eyeing but you can't find someone to go with you do that trip by yourself I loved traveling by myself I still do it's it's easier honestly you don't have to worry about another person that goes back to the whole don't like when you're alone, you don't have to compromise. I found that traveling alone was a lot easier and smooth sailing and I wasn't too worried about if the other person was having a good time. So I personally had a great experience with that. And if alone time isn't new to you and it's something you do a lot of, maybe take this as your sign to just consider taking a trip alone. You don't have to book anything, but just you know think about it, look into it, explore your options and report back because I love to hear love to hear about all that I also um, side note it's quite an old video for, I think it's from 2020 but I do have a video on YouTube about like my solo travel tips so you can check that out if if you're thinking about it it'd be a great thing to reference and I share a lot of good information in that video so you can check that out so those are just some ideas for you if you are starting this alone time journey with yourself or you need some new ideas or whatever it may be but that is going to be it for this episode I'm not going to answer any questions because I feel like I covered a lot in this podcast it was a lot to digest if you do have any specific questions please 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 feel free to send me a message on Instagram I got a lot of great feedback from the last episode so thank you guys so much if you listened to that I hope it was helpful I hope this episode was helpful Honestly, I feel super confident in everything that just came out of my mouth and was recorded on this device. Um, I'm excited to edit it and get it up for you guys here soon. I hope it was helpful. Again, if you have any questions, send me a message on Instagram. Also, if you're still listening, please, 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 it would mean so much to me if you could rate or review this podcast, whether it's on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, either or means so much. They help me out. Obviously, getting feedback from you guys is super important because I want to make this podcast helpful to you, but also because it helps me reach a wider audience. The more reviews and ratings that I have, the more of the algorithm of Spotify and Apple Podcasts is going to suggest this podcast to others. Also, if you want to help me out and share this podcast on your story or send it to a friend or a family member, that would be so greatly appreciated. You guys are amazing and I am just forever blown away by the amount of support from each and every one of you listening every week sending me messages on Instagram, watching my YouTube videos. When, in whatever way you support me, I just hope you know how much it means to me. This is my dream. Talking to my screens and all of that stuff, it seems a little silly on the surface, but the fact that I can reach people all over the world and share my life and my lessons means so much. Like that is, it's everything that is so important to me and it just means so much that I have this opportunity. I feel so lucky and so blessed and I just want to say thank you to everyone who supports me in whatever way you do. You are freaking amazing and I love you and I hope you have a good rest of your day and I will talk to you next week. Bye!